to talk to Dave about um, the latest discussion, which is about this money, the $4.59 billion. And is it good, is it bad, but also what's happening. And many people, many of us are concerned uh, because I wonder, with the president saying one thing, okay, we're gonna, I'm going to throw ice in there, we're going to deport him, but now I'm going to give you a two-week leeway, knowing that they're not going to do anything during the two-week period because they're on vacation. So, Dave, let me pick your brain on this whole thing, but am I off the mark on saying that, First of all, I think that, you know, the money doesn't really seem to be going toward the problem, which is the border crossing. It seems to be like a Band-Aid. But then also I'm concerned because the president said, I'll give you two weeks, but nothing's going to happen during the two-week period. Why don't we just round them all up and ship them back? Well, uh, great to, to be with you again, Melody. Uh, you know, what the, what the money does is there is an ongoing humanitarian crisis, and I'd like to congratulate members of the Democratic Party who discovered it this week. Um, sadly, it's been going on for six months now, and the U.S. Border Patrol has been screaming from the highest mountain for assistance. So finally, we have a bill that would provide nothing but humanitarian relief. These are, you know, diapers and more room to hold people and uh make sure everybody gets three squares a day and, and all those things that you need while people are being temporarily detained. What it doesn't do is address the underlying problem. It's kind of like putting a Band-Aid on a big infection. The infection is still raging below. And the, the underlying problem in this case are the nation's uh, or loopholes and the nation's asylum laws that allow for, that have incentivized you know, last month, 144,000 people to, to, to attempt to come to the United States and ask for political asylum, knowing that they can't be held for longer than 20 days if they have children, and, have, and that, that when they are released, they'll simply disappear into the interior of the country. In fact, we know about 9 out of 10 of them will have their, deny, their asylum cases eventually denied. So we, on the one hand, uh, are, are happy that money is, is going to help. The Border Patrol needs it. Uh, I'd like to remind people that these Border Patrol stations were built in the 70s and 80s, and they were built primarily to accommodate the illegal alien flow then, which was largely working-age Mexican men who were coming over to work, and that now they have uh, expanded and are almost you know, lots of women and children, uh, 40 to 50% of them are women with very small children who've gone through a very bad journey. And, you know, a Border Patrol station that was set up to house 20 people uh, temporarily in incarceration, you know, are now having four, five, six hundred people show up a day uh, and, and the needs that those folks have. And that's why the conditions are where they are. But th this is nothing new. The Border Patrol's been saying this for months. We wish that the, the language that's going in would help the Border Patrol with their economic problem, with the, with, with the economic humanitarian crisis, uh, but would also address the source. And in fact, the irony is that Mexico seems to determined and willing to do far more to stop this crisis than we have. They've dispatched nearly 7,000 National Guards troops to their southern border where According to Border Patrol officials, they are making incredible gains in stopping the migration northward. And now today it's announced they've sent 15,000 troops to the U.S.-Mexico border. I mean, yesterday we do not want to, to have 
policies that incentivize illegal immigration, particularly with young children. I mean, yesterday they found in the desert right at the Rio Grande River, which this time of year is completely dried up, uh, a woman and uh, her three children who had died the day before. It is not a situation where you want to bring children, and that's why, uh, you know, an un- un- unintended consequence of our asylum loopholes was to incentivize people if they're going to come here illegally to bring their children so that they can use them as uh, get out of jail free cards when they're caught by the border patrol it's a really sad situation yeah you know and i wonder um if we i mean the humanitarian relief and all that i guess is great but i'm i'm concerned about it because if you make it much more attractive, I mean, it's not supposed to be a holiday or a vacation spot, but if we make it too attractive, won't that also work in reverse for us? I mean, because it's not supposed to be comfortable, and it's not supposed to be, you know, hey, come, we'll take a 1,000 people here or whatever. I mean, it almost seems like, you know, I guess it's like a double-edged sword because, yeah, you do have to do it because they're human beings, yeah. but then... The other side, you don't want to do it because you don't want to make it so attractive that it's like, hey, it's going to be great. We'll finally get there. It'll be great. And thing will be, you know, it's going to be fabulous. They welcome us with open arms. We're going to get everything we need. So I think no matter what happens here, I think this is a difficult decision for us. Yeah, I've not seen the conditions uh, that, that have been described, but certainly we need to do better when children are involved. And so, sure. uh, I mean, everyone should have a roof over their head and access to drinking water and and three squares a day uh but with that said i mean i don't think we're in danger of making this too attractive uh these folks are coming here not for detention centers but to let to be let free and so none of them will be detained for longer than 20 days many of them will be released within a matter of hours what's happening though is that the wave of humanity that is coming in this i'll remind you it's three times the level right now of what it was under the Obama administration when President Obama said this was a humanitarian crisis. Yet right up until recently, the Democrats all said that this was, you know, fake news and that the Trump administration was orchestrating all of this and that this, you know, was, was uh, you know, smoke and mirrors and not really happening despite what the Border Patrol was saying, and, and they don't represent either political party. So it's, uh, it, it, it's a tough situation. We need to improve the conditions where people are being brought. I mean, many of them are coming out of the hot desert. They're de- dehydrated. They haven't had a roof over their head in months. They're, many of them are sick, uh, some with communicable diseases. So we need to have the resources there to provide the essentials to these folks while they move along with the process. Unfortunately, the real change, the thing that would deny these folks uh, the ability to use our political asylum laws as a way to sidestep the immigration process, Congress doesn't seem like they're going to fix that. The Democrats right. have uh, so far uh, said that they're not interested in any asylum fixes. Uh, and then in terms of, uh, of uh, your type of interior enforcement, the program that President Trump was going to uh, initiate, you know, I'll remind you there are more than a million of the nation's 12.5 million illegal aliens have already received their uh, order for final deportation from the immigration courts. In other words, their appeals have been exhausted, and Mm -hmm. the courts have said, no, you are to be deported, and we order you to leave the country now. There are more than a million of them walking Mm -hmm. around still on our, our nation's streets. 
And uh, so the president wouldn't have any, you know, that's the low-hanging fruit. They wouldn't have any problem, uh, uh, you know, finding and deporting those folks. Last year, of the the quarter of a million people that they uh, deported, some 55, 57% of them uh, had criminal records and were, Mm -hmm. and these are not convicted of of an immigration crime. These are convicted of other crimes. So, uh, you know, Nancy Pelosi recently talked about interior enforcement, and her, her uh, uh, comment was, what's the point? I mean, what's the point in enforcing New York's driving laws? Sure. What's the point in enforcing banking laws? What's the yeah, point yeah. in enforcing any laws? The point is that if you don't enforce them, then they will be broken and people will take mm-hmm. advantage of them. And so that's the point. But the Democrats are really at that place rhetorically, and it's kind of scary. I mean, they've already talked about having an open border and defunding yeah. ICE, but now they're saying, you know, what's the point on enforcement? That, you know, do we just lay down and let any and everyone who wants to come in here come in, regardless of the mm-hmm. impact it has on the social fiber of the United States and the ability of the nation to to pay for the needs of these folks? Mm. Yeah, you know, it's, you know, watching this whole thing, I guess, I guess we had hoped that it would be a little, some of it would be taken care of at this point. They wouldn't be so bad. But, I mean, if we are at three times a level, you know, before, and they just keep coming in, and they're coming in, and they're coming in. And then the president says to Pelosi and, you know, those guys, okay, I'm going to give you two weeks, uh, and then I'll start the deportations, but I'll give you two weeks because during that two-week time, I have the belief that in good faith you'll do blah, blah, blah. But they haven't been able to at this point in good faith do any of the things that they said they'd done. I mean, if there is, in fact, just one million, you know, out of the 12.5 that have deportation orders and, you know, we're still struggling with the sanctuary city issues, at the end of the two weeks, do you believe that the president's going to say all of a sudden, okay, let's start rounding these people up and let's get rid of them? I don't believe that they're going to be able to come to any kind of agreement at the end of two weeks. Yeah. Because, you know, let's face it, they're in. Today is the first day Congress has been in. Uh, they'll be in and through Thursday, and then they're on the 4th of July recess. Right. So next week is completely shot, and then the president's back to his two weeks again. I don't know, unless Pelosi is ready to make a deal that is going to blow everyone away. I mean, they're, the Democrats are having trouble getting the the, the, their caucus to vote on the humanitarian aid package. That's right. Yeah, even that. So, mm-hmm. you know, the, the idea that they're going to, you know, give the president any of the enforcement tools that he's asked for, I just don't find it plausible. I, I would hope that they would. It's certainly in all of our interests, but I don't think it looks very promising. I mean, you know, the rhetoric coming out of of the Democratic Party, AOC is is comparing immigration detention to concentration camps. I mean, I can't imagine any more awful comparison. Particularly, you know, it makes the men and women of the Border Patrol, who most of whom have you know spouses and children, are very good, uh, kind-hearted people. It, you know, compares them to uh, you know Nazi prison guards. Uh, yeah. I, I would guess, and, and that that's that's awful to try to make that comparison. I mean, these are not people who are being rounded up and stuck in forced labor and mass execution camps. These are people who have chosen to come in the country illegally. They're being temporarily detained. At any point, if they want to return home, they can. 
They, the yeah, only reason why right. they're remaining in, deten- in detention is because they want to be let loose and let free inside the U.S. to pursue an asylum claim that they'll never pursue. Mm-hmm. So it, right. it, it truly is, it shows you where the Democrats are on this issue. And it's really, for me, uh, hard to believe that they're going to give Trump anything significant on immigration enforcement when they're having such a struggle to give him, I mean, they're, they're, they're so happy to condemn him for the handling of this humanitarian crisis after the border patrol's been begging for money for months, yet they are yes. not ready to cut the check yet. Maybe Mexico will yeah. pay for it. They've been more willing than, than uh, our Congress to, uh, to, to step up their efforts on immigration enforcement. Maybe they'll uh, be willing to... to, to uh, <laughs> to float the money we need as well. They may. They may, because you're right, they have been. You know, I saw Pelosi when she was talking about how Trump is scaring the children, how he scares these children, you know. Oh, he's scary to these poor kids, and they're so scared, and it's all because of him. They're, they're scared, these poor children, they come into America, blah, blah, you know, and she just kept going on and on and on. Um, and then, as you said, you know, you pointed out AOC and some of the other ones, where it almost seems like it's not, you know, it's really not going to happen. you got those that are running for president, um, Kamala Harris and a bunch of those, they also are ignoring this fact, and they're using it, uh, yeah. and they're going to continue to use it, especially for their debate this week. You know, so Yeah, they're grandstanding so, the yeah. event. And, you know, the point to be made is, I mean, yesterday when I heard the news about the mother and her, her three small children, it's heartbreaking yeah. that, the, you know, the death of children is always heartbreaking. Absolutely. But th- I also had the thought after that, I thought, you know, had they chosen to come to the United States through the legal immigration system, through the mm-hmm. front door of legal immigration, nobody dies when they legally immigrate to the United States, and nobody ever has to look over their shoulder again. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, to come in the country illegally and then to talk about how, how they're living in fear, that's because they didn't start the process the right way at the beginning. Right. And if right, you right. come here the right way from the beginning, then there's no you, they have no more reason than you do to ever look over their shoulder in fear of deportation. So mm-hmm. that's just, uh, you know, not really uh, that, that, that's a point that I think a lot of people miss. Sure. Well, I mean, choice. I mean, when I tell people that this is the choice that they made, they made the choice to come to America illegally instead of doing it, you know, legally and going through the process. So they made that choice to skip the process. Um, And so, yeah, unfortunately, there are hazards when you make that choice, you know, to do things outside the the realm. Uh, What are we going to do? I mean, and I. It's always. I think it's always going to happen. You know, there's yeah. always going to be that going oh, yeah. on. But yeah, one thing so. you need to remind yourself about illegal aliens is that just like the rest of us, they're rational individuals, and the yeah. reason why they're willing to break the law is because they think there's a pretty good chance they're going to get away with it. Same right. way, the reason why people are willing to to break tax laws and cheat on their taxes, they think there's a pretty good chance they're going to get away with it. If they think they're going to get caught, then they're not going to waste the money on a smuggler. And, you know, make the arduous nearly 2,000-mile trip from Central America in the first place. So we need to convince them that they're not going to get away with it. We need to change, the, close the loopholes in our asylum law that allow people to use their children as shields against, uh, uh, against border enforcement. And we need to uh, beef up our border security and enhance our internal enforcement so that if they do 
actually get inside the country and past the border patrol that they know that deportation that they're going to that they're all we want people to fear deportation because that it in and of itself is a deterrent to illegal immigration mm-hmm. just like you yes. fear a speed ticket when you drive down sure. the roads of New York if you're speeding yeah. if you're not speeding of course you're not afraid of a speed ticket that's right. Yeah. Well, very, very much the case. You know, um, it's funny because when you keep reading the stories about the children that are being rented, um, yeah. and how you know certain there, some people are using them over and over again. And there's money to be right. made. That's a story that the left never ever talks about the rental of children. They talk right. about the poor, scared children, but they never talk about the rental and the use and abuse of these children. Yeah, there was one Guatemalan woman who was arrested. I think she had rented children 14 times at yes. $1,500 a pop. And, I mean, that's the, that is really the reason why everyone is showing up with children, because mm-hmm. they are, you know, unfortunately by their parents and by those who rent them, uh, being used as, as, you know, get-out-of-jail-free cards. And sure. yeah. uh, it's sad but it is the, uh, it, I guess to some degree, it's human nature. People find a way to sidestep a law, and they take advantage of it. And unfortunately, in some cases, these kids are paying with their lives. Yeah, that's true. It's sad to watch that. But that, those aren't the kids that they talk about, um, no. like Nancy Pelosi. No, they're not the children that they're talking about. So no. it's interesting to, to watch how that works. Yeah. Well, I, I have um, little faith that they will actually do something in the next two days, really, as you pointed out, because they're really not yeah. in session next week. It's vacation. So I I doubt they'll do anything, and I think that this is going to go on and on. I don't know how much of a issue immigration will be um, on the left side of the aisle for the presidential campaign. It's almost like they don't they talk about it, but they it's not the same thing as, okay, we have this major issue, illegal immigration, um, on the right side of the aisle and what's happening, the impact to Americans. On the right. left, they're using it as, well, like, what does Joe Biden say? Well, these are all Americans. There's 11 Americans. If right. they're here, I already call them Americans, right? Which is absurd, but that's, you know, that's yeah. how they do it. You, you, you break into the country illegally, and the second you do that, Joe Biden recognizes you as a U.S. citizen. It really makes me value yeah. my citizenship, I'll tell you that. <laughs> You know, well, you know, what what is so politically scary is at this point, the voice of reason in the Democratic Party on immigration is Bernie Sanders, who's actually said (laughs) we can't have open borders because we couldn't possibly manage to have take in all the world's poor. The country would go down the tubes, something along those lines. I mean, he's the voice of reason on immigration. That should give everyone (laughs) pause for concern. Yeah, absolutely. Bernie Sanders, a voice of reason. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Good heavens. I don't know. That's something. Well, thanks, Dave, you know, for your insight in this. It, it just keeps going on and on and on. You know, I I really don't see any end to this. I know that, you know, many people were hoping that the, the president could, resi- you know, resolve this issue prior to 2020. But I think immigration is still in illegal aliens. It's still going to be a big part of the 2020 election.